bad, Randy. Poor Randy, he's had to go, go around fixing stuff I've done all morning. <clears throat> um, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Mark. I've been here since the start of this, this church, and uh, I love it. I love every one of you. But I'm not a preacher. Ours is on vacation, so you're stuck with me. After hearing Robin, he should have been the one preaching today. <clears throat> I, uh, I'm blessed with a wife, Danielle. We've been married over 30 years. We have three beautiful children. And as you can see, I have three grandchildren here. I have two nephews here. They love me a lot. Um, and I'm so thankful that I have family. Uh, you guys have, have been my family um, since we started. And it's an honor to speak to you. But I, again, you'll see, I'm not a preacher. Um, I'm just a regular regular dude. Uh, our text this morning is going to be 1 Corinthians 1, 18 through 31. If you have your Bible, you can open it up. That's 1 Corinthians 1, 18 through 31. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent, I will frustrate. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom, for since in the, in the wisdom of God, the, the world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand miraculous signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things, the things that are not, to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Jesus Christ, who has become us with wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts, boast only in the Lord. Verse 27 and 28 bring great comfort to me. I'll read them again for you. It says, But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. You see, in my life, I've, I've had so many struggles. I'm an addict. That's, that's the biggest struggle. Not just an addict with one thing. I struggled with several things over the years. And so for that to all go away, I had to trust in something um, that I knew nothing about. And that was a God that I, I couldn't see. But when I started praying and asking God if he was real, 
Well, he made it abundantly clear that he was. And so my life has been a, a, a um, I don't know the word for it, has, has kind of been um, lowly. I was lowly. I was, I was in a rut. I was stuck. Couldn't figure out how to get out of it. And to this day, I still still struggle with some things that that I shouldn't struggle with. Um, if you find yourself in that situation, uh, I hope you know you're you're not alone. I tell you all that to kind of kind of tell you um, my view on the cross today. You know, the cross is is quite the symbol. Uh, you could, it's pretty much recognized anywhere. If you don't think of Jesus specifically, then you're probably thinking about something religious or spiritual. Regardless, it's, it's one of the most recognizable symbols ever. In the context that I'm talking about, though, the cross represents Jesus Christ. And it represents the gospel. It represents the good news. Here's the fact. God sent His only Son, Jesus, come live the perfect life as fully man and fully God to take the wrath of God, our penalty for the past, present, and future sins and die on that cross then he rose again defeating sin and death that's the cross the Bible talks about how we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God Romans 3.23 and how the wages of sin is death Romans 6.23 if it stops there that's, that's really depressing being that we are all sinners and we all deserve death. However, it doesn't stop there. There's a way to defeat this death, and it is through Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.21 He knew no sin, but became sin and took your place. He gave us freedom when we deserve justice. He gives us life when we deserve death. Those who decide to follow Him are forgiven forever. That's the gospel. For those of you that don't follow Him, would you just take, take my word because I, I've been there and I've done that? And I've experienced the miracles. I'm not perfect. If you know me, you already know that. I don't have to say it out loud. If you don't know me, I'm not perfect. Um, I have a lot of flaws. But I would encourage you, if you not trusted Christ and surrendered to Him, that you could consider doing so today. If you just think through this, uh, who is Jesus to you personally? Ask questions. Seek Him out. Read the Bible. If even for the very first time, pray. Pray for God to reveal Himself to you. Why would you not consider asking these questions if there's any chance at all that it's true? I can guarantee you it's true. And it's worth it. Jesus is better. He's better than any drug I've ever done. 
better than any sex I've ever had. Jesus is better. Try me. See if I'm telling the truth. For those of you that follow Jesus, disciples, how does the cross play a part in your life today? Sure, you understand what I mean by the gospel, but when it comes to that very same gospel, does it still apply to you today? Or was that a one-time thing? Does a cross get bigger for you every day? As you continue each day after trusting in Christ, are you growing in awareness of God's holiness? Likewise, are you growing in awareness of your sinfulness? Do you look at your sin? Do you know the price that was paid for it? Do you understand? I can't think of a, a price heavier than having to give up on my kids. for somebody else that didn't deserve it. That's what happened. Lastly, are you growing in awareness of God's grace through His holiness? Does the cross get bigger for you each day? Don't lose sight of what Jesus has done. I must confess, this is not always the case for and at times it seems like the cross actually gets smaller. For me, when I don't trust in what Jesus did for me to be sufficient, I run back to, I run back to a cigarette. I run back to something that's not gonna not gonna help me, not gonna save me. Why, I don't know. Can't tell you that. But I still struggle this day with that. The cross does get smaller for me when I do not trust in what Jesus did for me to be sufficient. Instead, in those moments, I trust myself. I trust myself to make me feel better. However, I now know that if I bring myself before the cross each day, I'll see just how simple I am and my desire for Jesus will grow. I'll be incredibly, incredibly grateful for everything he's done with me and I will respond in joyful obedience. When our Father looks at us, he does not see our miserable performance. Instead, he sees the perfect performance of Jesus. And because of the perfect holiness of Jesus, he sees us as holy and without blemish. Oh, can I get an amen? Let me encourage you that no matter what situation you're in, no matter how simple you may think you are, the cross is big enough. The cross is big enough. Jesus only had to die one time. You don't have to die again. If you're a follower of Jesus, when God looks at you, he does not see your sinfulness, but rather he sees you through his son. Trust in Jesus, taking the weight and burden off of you. Let's pray. Father, I am humbled and grateful that you allow me to stand up here in front of your people.
and share part of my story. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of any of this. And you blow me away every day. Thank you for the miracles in my life. Thank you for the addictions beaten. The ones I do not struggle with anymore. You are so good to me. You're so good to my family. And I'm in awe of you. If there's somebody here today, Lord, that needs you in a way that we don't know, we can't see, will you go with him today? Will you go home with him? And will you comfort them like only you can do? Thank you for loving us. Thank you for saving us. In Jesus' name, amen.